Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. So what do you call yourself? Welcome to the Los Angeles Show. Hey. Hey, what can I do for you this fine day? This is your destiny. Hot, hot, hot. Right now. Welcome to the Los Angeles Show. Come on in and enjoy yourself right now. We gon' party like no one else. Welcome to the Latino Show. Good morning, Sunshine. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. How are you doing? Marvelous. You know, we're inching our way through the work week, and I feel all right about that. You know, no major complaints. (laughs) And it's hump day, so... It is, you know, and and I can't really complain because today in the hot seat on the tan line, I have a three-time Emmy award-winning producer, director, the man that's on the MIC, making it happen, telling all these stories, and I've got questions that need answers. Okay, I got answers for your questions. (laughs) Now, how is it that you knew you wanted to help others tell their story and to bring it, um, I like to call it edutainment. Because not only are you entertaining us, but you're also educating us. And with this through the flames, this Reggie's church, I, I mean, that's it's gonna get deep, it's gonna get a little sticky. How did you know yes. that you were going to be the one to touch the mic and bring this type of information to us? Well, I just I have to give uh, credit and just thank and thank thanks to my boss, Ken Roger. Uh, who was a co-director on the 30 for 30 film with me and for getting yeah. opp- me this opportunity. But I, when we brought the CSPN, you think about who's the right person to tell the story. And I think all eyes just kind of led back to me and, and just my, my faith being a, a PK. Um, okay. Same. <laughs> PK, my father was a pastor. My grandfather was a pastor. My yeah. uncles are pastors. So I grew up in a church. And this story just hits home in so many ways. And for me, just seeing a, a church, a black church be firebombed. And, you know, one of the things about inner city church was this was a thriving mega church at the time. You know, we look at yeah. mega churches now, but back then we, we didn't see too many mega churches. And the, we the didn't. And it was before the whole rushing sensation of the hashtag retweets and the virals. This is something that was word of mouth. And when it was a mega church, people were really putting in that elbow grease to say, okay, this is the spot. Exactly. And then we're talking about the South and yeah. whites and blacks, they, they didn't fellowship together. That just wasn't a thing. Whites went to, to where the places of worship, where they worship on Sundays and blacks fellowship where, where they went. But this was a diverse church. Whites and blacks were getting down, praising God. And so to see that this thriving church was, was targeted um, is a tragedy, and and but also black black churches and places of worship were being firebombed all over America, but it wasn't being Wild. documented, it wasn't being investigated, so it wasn't it really wasn't until this church was was firebombed, and the fact that it was Reggie's church it caught a lot of national attention. So um, yeah, very interesting you know, story to examine, investigate what happened. 
And even with that, Reggie White, I mean, he is a pillar in the community and a legacy builder. And this guy, he's making headline news and is bad enough you're, you're pulling the torch. But then they say, well, the only way we can really do something with this torch is if we torture church. Like, how how did that impact him? Like, in his words, telling those those pivotal moments that really could shake somebody's faith. Because that, that, that's the stuff that made you start asking some tougher questions and looking a little deeper. Yes, um, I never had the opportunity to meet Reggie, but I can only imagine just in talking to his family and friends and those close to him, this this hurt him. This brought him yeah. brought him down to his knees. You know, probably a lot of lot of nights of praying and, and trying to find the strength to continue fighting in this fight of figuring out why this happened, who did it, who's responsible, but also, you know, he had many questions on the integrity of the, the ATF and the way the investigation was going. But ultimately, I think this just it's a sad story, and, I'm, and it's unfortunate that Reggie passed not knowing who yeah. did this. Right. And, you know, just knowing that people work so hard to build legacies and wanting to do it from a spirit of excellence and to lead people to a place where they can get what they need. Um, while you're doing these type of investigations or even having these conversations, you know, people have to relive those moments. What was the tone while even trying to get that narrative? Um, the tone was, it was different to who you talk, it was different <laughs> depending on who you talk to. Um, but, you know, I don't want to give too much, Got you know, because we definitely, um, you'll see the, the the hurdles that we found on trying to, trying to get to the truth. And, uh-uh, you, know, you got to give me something. This is the we're family now. We're here with PKs. What do you mean? <laughs> you got to give me something. <laughs> there, there's a, there's a lot of ugly truth that needed you know we're we're digging up the past and i i found that not everybody wants to go back to that place and i understand but i also have a job and yeah. i have to do my best to at least do my due diligence so um you know there were some some tough topics that needed to be talked about and um, you know, we try to be successful as, as much as possible to, to at least ask those questions, at least from a journalistic yeah. standpoint. And while you're piecing this together, the storyboard, it has to get complex. Um, did you have any of those moments where you say, this might ruffle too many feathers, let me leave this on the cutting room floor, but did you have something that was tugging on you saying, I gotta put it in there? Like, if it was just yeah. that one thing that you either had to keep or walk away from, how did you make that decision? Well, I can't take all the credit. You know, I had a, an amazing team of producers that worked with alongside of me. I just kind of the person that got in the booth and, you know, I'm able to tell you my story. And, and but, you know, and but I had that support. But there are many things I would say more so doing the investigation. So we went down to Knoxville and oh, wow. knocked, on, knocked on doors and going walking into the attorney general's office in, in, in Knoxville, things that. You know, I, I'm a filmmaker. I tell stories. So we push, but we don't push as hard. I'm learning investigative journalist. You got to go hard. You, you yeah, Knoxville was in Knoxville. You better. <laughs> you got to. You have to. And it was something that I had to learn. Like, all right, Court, like, it may, it's uncomfortable because it's unnatural to you. You're not used to doing this. But you have to get, you have to do this. You have a job. You have to tell yeah. the story in a fair way. So in that, you, you uncover meeting people who may not want to talk on a record and you, that don't want to talk about something because of the fear of their life 
um, in the town of Knoxville. So they're just like, wow, where, as a you know journalistic integrity, how what can you put in? Because you know you don't want to do something that's going to impact someone in a negative way. You know, yeah. I go to where I live, and 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 Knoxvilleans live where they are. So to to answer your question, there was a lot of debate on should we put this? Can we put this in? Should we not? And um, but I do feel that you know listening to the podcast, you're going to be drawn in. You're it's a compelling, interesting story that's going to make you just have a lot of questions and I'm very interested to see, you know, we wanted to do it in a fair way where you got the government's perspective, the investigation perspective, but you also got perspective from Knox Williams and you got the perspective from some of the suspects in the investigation. Right. right. I love it. I mean, if you put it all into perspective, 19, it's really not that far away. We're really not that far removed, which is even scarier. Right. Um, and probably another need to make sure that we're tuning in to see what you got to say, because this through the flames, Reggie's church podcast, it's up, it's streaming, it's available. And if you had one thing that you want the listeners, the viewers to walk away with, what would it be? I would like viewers to know that Reggie White was an amazing person. Um, who loved his people, loved his community, and tried to do right in everything he did. And then lastly is, I give you two, I think where I want people to walk away is that we did a fair job in telling this story, but understanding that there's good and evil in all of mankind, in all humankind, and that comes to the surface, especially in this podcast. Absolutely. And how can we follow you and your movement and everything that you have going on in the world, Mr. Braggs? Because I know you've you're nonstop. <laughs> Not trying to brag, but would love for you to, to follow me. I'm I'm a very easily accessible on all social media platforms. Um Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, also known as X. Yeah. Um, as well as portlandbrag.com. Um, you can follow me and you know, reach out. Would love to hear your feedback and you can follow what I'm what, what I'm gonna be doing next. Absolutely. And I want you to think of this as an extension of your office. So whenever you're out and about, you're knocking on doors, make your way to Louisiana. I got you covered. OK, just hit the bird call. Woo, woo, and I got you. <laughs> I love New Orleans. Um, the Super Bowl is going to be down there next year. Yeah. So hopefully definitely yeah. get my way down there. Absolutely. I know you got more work to do, so I'm going to let you chase the sun or let the sun chase you. But either way, get after it. I love you. And there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I Thank appreciate you. you. Anytime. See you soon. See you. Bye. <laughs> The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I was in, like, in a company, and I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah. And like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. When you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen.